Hey, it's Denise here before today's episode with a very quick message to remind you about our free money manifesting challenge that's happening this week. I am teaching all of my law of attraction and money manifesting secrets and how to apply my five-step practical formula to manifest more money. Let's kickstart this new year by creating more abundance and taking our manifesting to new heights. So remember, click over to denisedt.com slash challenge to register for free and join our group. We're going to have daily training, live calls, and guess what? Cash prizes as well. The last time we did this, it was so much fun, and I want you to come and play along too. Remember, it's at denisedt.com slash challenge. Don't miss out because it is a live challenge. All right, I'll see you there, and let's listen to today's episode of Chill and Prosper. Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Hey there, gorgeous. It's Denise here. And today's episode is all about setting goals, goals, <laughs> setting goals. And um, I just want to show you and share with you how I set goals for the year ahead because I think this is something that people get so freaked out about. Like, uh, am I going to do this perfectly? Can I set a big goal? Am I going to achieve it? So I want to let you know how we plan our year ahead at Team DDT. And by that, I mean, it's usually Mark, who's my husband and my launch manager and myself. And we do it with um, our like business coach, um, AJ, who helps us with our quarterly planning. So if this is helpful for you, I just want to also kind of say, though, it's not just at the start of the year. It's not like you get one shot and that's it and you never have a chance to do it again. So this is something that does not have to be perfect in any way. Any plan is better than no plan. And you might be surprised actually like, Our process is actually very, very simple. Okay, so what we usually do is we sit down sometime in January um, or we actually do a lot of it in December. And often we do it kind of mid-December to look look for the year ahead. And and we often do that because January is actually a very busy month for us. We have a launch in January. So it's either we sit down kind of more towards the end or, you know, at some point. And sometimes actually we've done our yearly planning in February, which is totally fine. It's like, you know, Lunar New Year is totally fine too. So whenever you do this, you can do it in the same way. Um, We usually pick a theme for the year. And sometimes this comes from like our family looking at it. You know, it could be that we're having a new baby or we're, you know, traveling or doing something else. So that really sets our theme for the year. But I actually do something that I don't always share with Mark is that I really look at like where am I at in my life and where am I at in terms of what theme I want to pick out for the year. Um, I look at my numerology for the year. I know this might sound really woo-woo, but most people here are probably really open to that. So, for example, if I'm like in a one-year from like a numerology perspective, that's often about like new beginnings and starting things afresh. Um, But like if you're in like a nine year, that might be a year of completion. 
And I've, I noticed this totally by trial and error a couple of years ago where I was like, why is everything kind of finishing up? And I didn't realize, and it wasn't that I was necessarily closing things down, but I was like really like creating some new boundaries and like just really feeling like I was going into a new era of my business. And so I tend to look at that and just to see where am I at? Um, and whether you're, you believe in that or not, sometimes it is just good to kind of go, okay, a life cycle of a business you know, where am I at? Am I at the beginning stages of a business? Am I in a real growth phase? Am I in a more fallow phase? Or am I in a real like completion phase? And so last year, um, like 2022, we were in a real creating phase of business. Um, I re-record my courses every two years or so, sometimes every three, sometimes every kind of 18 months. But it just so happened in one year, all of my courses were up for recording all in the same time. So that took a lot of creative energy. You know, it was a real creative year. And so when I'm looking for like 2023, it is a creative year, but not in the same way. I actually want to write a lot more books, which isn't like the same as filming stuff where it's like you put it out straight away. It's more stuff to like reach new audiences, not necessarily to train the audiences I already have. So that could be something that you could do if you're looking at the year ahead. You can just go, where am I at in my cycle? And I remember talking to one of my friends, Natalie McNeil, about this. And she said, oh, this year I'm doing a real like behind the scenes system year. You know, she was like, we're, we're changing some systems. Like I'm not actually going for a big growth year because there's some broken stuff behind the scenes, right? I'm having a fallow year. And I remember sort of looking at her and going, you're allowed to do that? Like you're allowed to just consciously choose because up until then I was just like, run, run, run. Let, let's just run, run, run. So that's the big thing for me. And I want you to reflect on that for you is like, what kind of year is this for me? What kind of year? Is it a systems year, a building year? Is it a visible year? Is it a bit more behind the scenes year? Is it like a getting shit done year? Is it a creative year? Um, and that's how I always kind of start. And then we actually go really, really practical for our planning. So we get a, a giant wall chart, which is a year at a glance. And then we get little post-its and we start putting in things that we know are happening, right? So we always know that our launch is in January. Whether it's like the beginning, middle, end, sometimes that can move around a little bit, but we always put that in. And then we go in and put in things like school holidays. And I've done this so many times, even if you don't have um, kids, but you have an audience who has kids, this is a really key thing to know because so many times we have planned a launch and then we've gone, oh, we don't have childcare <laughs> or like, oh, they're not at school. Oh, that's cool. Or we realize, you know, we would rather like, that's a good time for us to go see our family, all things like that. So putting those big rocks in is so, so, so important. And then we look at things like, um, you know, like dance concerts or birthdays and stuff like that. Because again, trial and error, I used to always accidentally uh, schedule things on my birthday and then just go, oh, that's a bummer. We have to do that. Um, so once those things are in, then we start to look at what things we would like to put in. So, for example, that could be for me. I always want to make sure I've got... Um, like personal development retreats that I go on or conferences that I want to go on as well, or even just big things like um, in 2023, I'm going 
to New York for Broadway Con. You know, and like I have to put that in. Otherwise, you can very quickly see your year come up. So this is really um, like f- full up, sorry. So this is really like that um, big rock, medium rock, little rock theory, right? If you've never seen this video, it's really cool. If you want to fill in a lot into your life, you put the big rocks in first um, because otherwise they're the important things, right? Like so they're your big launches. They're your big immovable things. Then the medium rocks can fit in in the spaces. They're the nice to have things. And then the little rocks fill in those spaces. And then you can pour sand in and it finds space for itself. And then really, I've seen a demonstration done where then they pour water into it and water fills those available spaces. The problem is when you do it the other way around, the unimportant things go in first or the busy work, then you don't have space to fit in those big rocks. So... We put all of those things in, travel, launches. Also, not only our launches, when we do affiliate programs for people that are really big for us, things like um, product launch formula, Jeff Walker's product launch formula, we put that in as well because we've made mistakes where we've um, launched and promoted things at the same time and it was just confusing for our audience. So we just want to put in all of those things, our quarterly meetings, you know, all the stuff. Then we look at it and we realize that we're freaking ridiculous and we expect that we can do too much so that's when we have to start negotiating right we have have to move things around we have to start taking things off we need to start blocking things out Um, and like when we have those little post-its we might have like little red ones where we go okay here's the launch here's the delivery period we need to make sure we block out time on either side because we would never used to do that We'd be like, here's the launch. It's a two-week launch, like open cart, close cart. And then it's like, yeah, but we need time to like write those scripts for the videos. We need time to like uh, work on the handouts or like if we're starting a new course from scratch, like we need time to do that. And we never used to put that time in. And then even the delivery, usually there's always space on either side where, you know, just the You've got the cleanup delivery stuff. Even if you close down a group, you've still got those things. And then recovery time from all of those. And so when the first year Mark and I worked together, when we did this process incredibly badly, I felt like I was in all like uh, trimesters of pregnancy all at the same time because we had all these projects going around in like varying stages you know, of preparation. And so I'd be in delivery, like I'd be like literally delivering the baby or like feeding all the babies. And he'd be like, oh, I need you to record this ad for like pre-pre-launch for our next launch. And then he'd be like, I need you to approve this like handout for the next launch. And I'd just be like, no, let me be win one at the same time. Um, I also realized too that I never put in enough space for me to um, create create things. You know, like writing takes way more time than I expected. So I need to block that out. Um, I also needed to block out space for like, you know, if I was running a retreat to have space on either side because I was just going from one project to the next project and the next project. Um, and so once you see all of that in a year, that's when you start to take things out and you have to make some of those hard decisions. And when we did this process like a year ago, I looked at some of the travel that I had booked and I had to make some hard decisions about that and go, you know what? I, I could make that happen, but I actually don't want to. So I made the decision to cancel all of my travel. 
um, for for the year. And you know what? Some that was hard. I had to refund somebody's um, speaking thing. I had to like lose money on stuff that I was supposed to go to Necker Island, um, Richard Branson's Necker Island. But that came from looking at my year and going, nope, I can't make all of that happen, which is hard, right? Which is really hard because some of us, we just think, oh, no, we can just do it all. And that's how I usually think too. I go, oh, we can just do it all. It's fine. I'll just manipulate time and space and make it all happen. But um, it's really useful to see it. And you know what? Even after we filled in all of that year, we actually don't like have that on the wall forever. It's really just to see, okay, what's happening. Um, and then after that, we we just plan quarterly. We go, okay, what's the first quarter and what do we need to do? So that's how we do our, our planning for the year. Um, it's very practical. It's very pragmatic because we're just like, yep, it is what it is, you know. But what if you are just starting out? Like what if you're not quite sure what you want to do? Um, you know, for us, we've got a very set kind of schedule in a way. You know, we know what we're doing. We know what we're offering. So it's easier. But like, what if you don't? What sort of goals should you set for the new year? So after the break, I'm going to talk about different goals that I think that you could set for the new year and how to set yourself up for really an incredible year. All right. I'll see you after the break. I'm Heather Landex, a food inclusivity coach sultan. I help food and hospitality businesses or professionals attract and serve more customers, reduce liability and earn more money. But in order to do that, I felt I had to get over my own money issues and confusion back in January 2022. I was feeling very financially stressed, although I'm not in debt and I haven't ever been in debt um, in the last decade. But I'm also not a millionaire, and I would like to be. And I'm aiming to be a chillpreneur someday soon. And I feel like even though I deep dived in the beginning, I'm actually making very good incremental changes, and I'm a bit of a slow burner. It's also a very fun community. There's a lot of support. Someone tried to sue me this year, and I've also successfully sued someone else. And there's a lot of uh, good knowledge, options, and ideas in the community that you can get immediate support if something is stressing you out. And I think it's a very good personal and business development tool. I'd recommend it to anybody, especially women or, or people in business, to know what is possible for them in their lives, to have more fun in life, and to not stress about things that are beyond your control, and to keep an eye on your accounts, which is what I was avoiding. So I'd recommend it to anyone. I'm very happy with my investment. Hey, welcome back. And we are talking about goals, how to plan ahead and how to set your goals for the year. Now, let's talk about money because this is one of the trickiest things I find for, for most people is I'll say to them, what's your money goal? And it's like I ask them to show me their butt. <laughs> it's like it seems such a rude thing to talk about. And it often paralyzes people. It makes them feel ashamed of their goal. It makes them feel like they're not worthy um, if their goal is too small. It makes them feel delusional if their goal is too big. So what do you do? How do you set a money goal? Now, there's a couple of ways that you can do this, right? Like one is that you can look at what you earned last year and you can put a percentage increase on it, right? So you can go 10%, 20%, whatever. Just to have a goal, you know, and I do think it is important to know what you're playing for. You do know what you're playing for. If you're very vague about it and you're just like, oh, universe, send me more money or 
I want more clients, whatever. You'll get very vague results back in return. So it is useful to know what you're playing for. And if you already have existing products or services, then you can break that down, right? And you can go, okay, I need X amount of people for the year or I need X amount per launch. And I find that for us, when we name what we want, we really almost always get it. And there's been times that I've had to push Mark because he'll go, oh, I think my goal is like 500 people for the launch. And I'll go, no, no, no. Well, why don't we stretch that? Like, let's go for a thousand. And for one of our last launches, we got 951. And I think like, why not set, why not set a goal? Because then it informs all of the things like you go, okay, well, like, how many people need to see our sales page and how many people do we need to market to? All of those things, it can really, really help you. But what kind of money gold should you do, right? This is where people get blocked. So as I said, you can just add 10%, 20% on what you earned before. Or if you want to, you could find a number that feels very symbolic to you. Um, and you can do it in a way that's like, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? And so for you, you might be going for a really big symbolic income breakthrough this year. You might be going through like a, I don't know, maybe the first time that you make $1,000 from passive income. You might want to make your first $10,000 in a month. You might want to hit six figures for the first time. Or this might be your million dollar year. You know, and there's something to be said. I know people poo-poo this all the time. They go, "Eh, six figures, whatever. And I go, yeah, but symbolic levels are motivating for some people yeah cool it means different things in different currencies it means different things depending on where we are but like it's still something to shoot for so don't be embarrassed if you want to hit one of those symbolic goal levels because it's really fun like it is really fun and it will give you it'll give you something to aim for okay so that could be you right you're like okay a symbolic income goal you might want to really stretch yourself and like go let's double it Let's double it, baby. Um, and I've done that several times. I had a desire to to double my income. And I did that pretty much for the first five years of my business. I've doubled every year. The last couple of years, I haven't necessarily doubled, but we have grown. We have grown quite a bit. So like, what's your number? What is your number? What would feel good for you to make this year? And you don't have to share it with anybody, but there's something there about, speaking it out loud and this is where you could be writing it down in your diary you could be um, you could put it on your screensaver on your phone or in your computer so you see it every day you could make it your password on your computer Um, you can share it with your business besties you can share it with your mentor you can share it with me if you have nobody else to share it with I never judge anybody's income goal Um, send me a dm tell me your income goal because there's some power in just saying it out loud. Now, you might experience this though that if you do share a goal out loud, then you don't get it. you don't get it. And I think there's deeper layers in this, right? Where it might be related to something from your childhood that you weren't allowed to ask for what you wanted, you were seen as greedy if you named it, you had to just kind of be grateful for what you were given. That is totally related to setting these money goals. And as I've said a million times as well, Um, telling kids from a young age, you know, when they blow out their birthday candles, make a wish, but don't tell anyone or it won't come true. It's just made so many of us terrified about actually setting a money goal. So whenever I have a new money goal, I always change my password on my computer to be that money goal because I type it in 
millions of times a day. And it's motivating for me to see that. And um, sometimes I'll have a money goal for a couple of years. Um, and at the moment, I've got a very big money goal. So my current money goal is $10 million, $10 million and I'm like, you know, at half that, right? Uh, but I want to f- acclimatize to that new number. And that's why for me, it's, it's not, I'm not bothered about like going, oh, okay, well, why don't we do 5.5? Why don't we do six this year? Because when it comes to that figure, I'm holding space for that figure, you know, at some point. So that's, that's could be an interesting way to do it too. Um, but there's some other money goals that you might want to do. And this all comes down to looking at your comfort level around money. What are you allowed to earn? So if you're one of my money boot campers, you know, we talk about this all the time with um, like your energetic income level. So what's, where do you want to push those this year? Okay, so you might have the annual goal, cool. But what about a launch goal? And your launch goal might be much more than you've ever made in a launch. You could have um, a goal to break a record around the most amount of money you've made on a webinar or in a day or in an hour. You know, that could be really fun. You could have a goal for different parts of your business. You know, and I find that too when you just put energy into a particular number. It does change things, right? You know, I remember one year going, I actually want to make money from speaking this year. And so then you're open to speaking engagements. You're open energetically for business. Um, And so you might break out your business and go, okay, I want to make this amount from um, this part of my business, this amount for this part. You might have a passive income goal. And that's more important to you, um, you know, than another part of your business. You could have... um, you know, especially if you're in a job, you could have like a side hustle goal. You could have a royalties goal. And I think it's just really fun to set set those and also just do it, try and do it with a sense of detachment. I'm just going, wouldn't it be nice? And I actually manifest some of my best things when I just go, wouldn't it be nice? Instead of going, if I don't do this, I'm a failure and I'm going to die. And it's everything's going to be horrible. It's just like, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if I could make $5,000 from passive income this year? Wouldn't it be nice if I could get my book published and make some book royalties? So that could be a really great, great place as well. The other places that I would love you to set some money goals is around savings or investments. Okay. So if you're an accumulator in money archetypes, Savings for you are not a problem, right? You will be fine with savings. So you actually might need to make a goal, like a fun money goal where you're allowed to spend money. But if you're not good at savings, then what would you like to have in savings for the next year? Now, this could be something that's really hard for you where you just feel so like, um, I don't know, just stressed by the idea of having extra money. And it really does come to that th- that feeling of like, it's not safe for me to have more money. And there's there's tons of things, we so many layers that we could go into in that, which we do in Money Bootcamp. But like, what would you like to be able to save? And if you've never been able to save before, maybe you set some really small achievable goal. Like I would love to always have, you know, a thousand dollars of money that I don't touch. And that could just be such a big deal for you. But you might have a really big savings goal this year. You might have a goal to pay off debt or to pay off your mortgage or to make a dent in your mortgage. Um, you might have an investment goal that you want to buy a property. You might want to buy your first house. You know, start putting 
like those things out there to the universe. Start putting figures on things. And it's okay for you just to ask and to say, wouldn't it be nice? And this is exactly what happened with my rose farm. I started just reading magazines about country houses. And then I was like, wouldn't it be nice? I started a Pinterest board. Wouldn't it be nice to have a country house? And um, and then, of course, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be nice just to go and see some open houses on a Sunday? Wouldn't that be lovely? And then um, then I was like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if we went to see this house? And then I was I fell in love with it. And then I did a launch, a big launch to pay for it. And it just starts with allowing yourself to dream. What would I like to do? What would I like to be? What would I like to have in my life? So I want you to think about those goals for yourself and start putting some figures on them. And um, I've got some resources to help you as well on this. So if you go to denisedt.com slash goals, G-O-A-L-S, you'll see a little worksheet to ask some questions to yourself and to get clear on what you want to achieve in the new year. And you can do this at any time. It doesn't have to be in January. It doesn't have to be on the quarter. You can do it whenever you like. But there's just something really powerful about asking. And I just want to say one more thing on this. It's a money mindset thing. Is if you struggle to ask for what you want, think about that birthday example I said about, um, you know, if you share your goals, they won't come true. But I want you to start practicing in little ways too making an ask like when you're at the cafe can I have some extra milk please like little things like that I talk about these a lot because they can be very symbolic to giving ourselves permission to have what we want to have and so often people get stuck with setting goals they get blocked about it because they've never been able to choose they've never been able to ask for what they want they have to be grateful for what is given to them And there's a lot of layers in this, right? If you grew up poor, you might have had hand-me-downs. And so you've never been able to choose. If you had very controlling parents or very frugal parents, you might not have even been able to dream for what you wanted to. And, you know, you just might not be used to asking or you might be worried about being disappointed. And that's, that's totally fair too. But if you don't ask, you don't get if you don't ask, you don't get. So make sure you go to denisedt.com slash goals and you can just download that little workbook. Um, I've made it really easy for you. You can answer those questions. And you know what? Just ask. Pretend that, you know, you have a magic pen. Pretend that Santa is real. Whatever you believe, um, your religion, just pretend for a moment that Santa is real, the construct, and you can ask for whatever you want. Because you can create amazing things in a year. But you have to ask. And if you don't ask, you don't get. So wouldn't it be nice if you got everything on your list? Wouldn't it be nice if you could achieve all of those things and break some really big records for yourself this year? Wouldn't that be so nice? I think it would be too. All right, go just one last break and I'll be right back with a final thought. Hey Denise, it's Joe Vadillo here from Sydney. I run Property Women and we are all about helping women invest in the property market with confidence. And since I've discovered all of your wonderful books, uh, blogs, podcasts, you've not only helped inspire me and make myself recognize my own pattern behaviors that stop me from excelling but I'm now able to help a lot of our clients get over and above their own money mindset issues thank you for all the work that you do okay my lovely thank you for hanging with me this whole year Um, I don't know when you're listening to this but I'm recording it it's December and 
you know, I just want to say thank you. I really appreciate it. And if you haven't heard me say this affirmation before, but you probably have, I serve, I deserve. This is something I always come back to. Whenever I feel guilty about asking, whenever I feel guilty or greedy for setting new goals, I always just remind myself, I serve, I deserve. I put good things out into the world. I have a desire to help people. And that's exactly what you do too. You have a big heart. You want to help people and you deserve to receive in return. You know, so think about all those beautiful people that you can help and the abundance that you can receive in return and then the abundance that you can spread with that abundance. It's just a beautiful ripple effect throughout the universe. So I'll leave you with that. I serve. I deserve. All right. I'll see you on our next episode. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.